Hello there, friend. Welcome to Stories Lived, Stories Told, a podcast celebrating the communication theory coordinated management of meaning, or CMM. CMM claims that persons in conversation co-construct their own social realities and are simultaneously shaped by the worlds they create, rather than viewing the act of communication as a means to simply give or receive information. CMM sees communication as its own process, one that deserves our attention. Today, we will apply some CMM concepts to conversation. As always, I'm Abby, and thanks for joining me. Let's get started. I have two goals today. One, now that we are about 12 episodes in, I want to provide some more context for the purpose and direction of the podcast. And two, I want to spend some time reflecting on the two previous episodes, the two-part conversation with my grandparents and my mom, through the lens of coordinated management of meaning. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, you will want to listen to those before this one. And if you haven't listened to any other episodes yet, I suggest that you go back and listen to at least the CMM introduction minisode, if you can. Throughout the course of this, we'll call it season one of the podcast, We're trying to build our understanding of CMM, and that takes time, and a lot of episodes, it turns out. So thanks for sticking with me. If you have listened to the latest conversation episodes and feel that you have even a basic knowledge of CMM, then welcome to this episode, and welcome to the conversation. One of my goals for this podcast is to give you the sense that we are sitting together having a conversation, the kind that you might have with a close friend, the kind that are thought-provoking and meaningful and intimate. And if you haven't ever had a conversation like that before, then one, you are certainly not alone. And two, let this be that space. I'm so happy to fulfill that role through this podcast because part of my whole reasoning behind this podcast is that we haven't always been given safe spaces to share our stories, to reflect on our stories, and to let others do the same. So don't worry if this is all new and out of your comfort zone. I'm going to ask you to lean into that. Lean into this experience from the comfort of your own home or car or walk or whatever you might be doing right now. I mean, what better place to practice? My hope is that the conversation of this podcast is somewhere you feel safe and welcome. I want everything that I do here to be one big invitation into vulnerability and inclusion and creativity and trust and communication. However, I recognize that I won't always get that right every time. So as I do my own reflection on how I can cater this podcast to a diverse audience with diverse needs... This might be a good moment for you, too, to get really clear on why you listen to this podcast and what you want and need from it. If you're a lover of CMM already, how do you want this podcast to expand your understanding? Or if you've never studied communication or thought critically about your communication, how can this podcast guide you into this new social world, if you will, so that you have confidence? Ultimately, I want this podcast to add value to your life. That's a concept from minimalism, adding value. The practice is that you hold your material possessions in your hand and ask yourself if it adds value to your life. And if it doesn't, then you get rid of it. Donate it, give it away, throw it away. 
Adding value can mean many different things. Something can add value if it's sentimental or add value if it serves a functional purpose. If something adds value to your life for any reason, then that's a good enough reason. Objects that might add value to my life will be different than what add value to your life. But whatever the reason you find value here, it's a good one. So I hope you can return time and time again to this podcast because it is something that adds value. I think that this podcast has the potential to add value to your life because the learning that I hope is going on for both you and me doesn't stop at fun facts or trivia or random knowledge, but instead this wisdom is usable. One of the biggest parts of the coordinated management of meaning theory is that the knowledge it shares has the explicit purpose of creating better social worlds. So if we can develop an understanding of CMM and then also put that understanding into practice, then we can create better social worlds for ourselves, meaning improved relationships too. Speaking of relationships, I was fortunate enough to record two episodes of conversation with my mom, grandma, and grandpa. And now I want to take some time to reflect on those conversations because reflection is a big part of the practice of CMM. Now, this is my experience of family communication. It might look really different from yours. The point of this conversation is not to say, this is what family communication should look like or shouldn't look like. There's no should in any of this. This is very important to remember then when sharing and hearing stories. CMM never uses the language of right and wrong. There's a saying, comparison is the thief of joy or the death of happiness. And I do think it's really easy for us to fall into comparison when we hear other people's stories. It's just how our brains work to immediately judge our story up against another person's story. But CMM never says that we have to compare. And the truth is that we don't have to compare. That's a pattern that we can change. CMM gives us a way to reframe storytelling and story hearing, I guess. The purpose of sharing stories is to reflect and to find appreciation and understanding for ourselves and our own stories and others' stories. The lesson in CMM here is that all these stories can and do coexist. When I hear the stories of other people's families, it's easy for me to compare my own family to that. And my family is many faceted as is anyone's. And there are patterns that I really love that exist in my family and patterns that I hope to change in my own communication. So putting on my CMM glasses, I want to be able to look at this specific area of communication, of family communication, as when I hear other people share the stories of their families, to be able to hear it and appreciate it as something that has shaped them and try to empathize with them and what it means for them, rather than comparing my own family to it. This is one thought that I have when thinking about my family conversation episode. Another way that CMM shows up in the conversation with my family goes back to the most basic claim of CMM, that persons in conversation co-construct their social realities and are simultaneously shaped by the worlds they create. For me, a big part of my social world is my family, 
And the communication and storytelling that goes on in my family creates that social world we exist in. And the world we created then influences how we interact in and outside of the social world of our family. As CMM explains, we are always coordinating with others in our communication, negotiating what is being created. We coordinate with everyone we interact with, but those people that we are closest to, in my case, you know, friends and family, those are the people that we're most often, you know, quote unquote, persons in conversation with. The whole circular idea that we are always shaping and being shaped reflects our role as participants in communication and participants in our social worlds. In part two of the conversation, Grandpa JP explains that everything he shares about his life and the themes that have emerged in this episode is the perspective of an 80-year-old looking back on his life. He notes that he wouldn't have always told his stories in the same way that they haven't always meant the same thing to him as they do now. And I really think that's a piece of wisdom that we can take from my grandpa's understanding of his stories. Our understandings of our stories, our stories told, will always be changing as we continue to gain new perspective. I think this helps us to understand why reflection is such an important practice in CMM. Yes, we are always right in the middle of our story and actively participating And at the same time, we're reflecting back on the story that we have already lived up until that point. In our very first mini-sode, I talked about the four claims of CMM. The third claim states, we get what we make. And the fourth claim states, get the pattern right, create a better social world. The third claim is about our role as a participant, saying that our actions and choices can directly affect the social world we are in. So if we are showing up to our family with hostility and defensiveness, then we are creating a space of hostility and defensiveness in the family. But claim number four is about our ability to reflect and to change. If we can reflect and see the ways that our choices create our social worlds, then we can make new choices in the future, new patterns to create better social worlds for ourselves. For example, if you recognize that your current social world is full of fear, then one practice would be to look at how you contribute to patterns that perpetuate fear in your social world. Work to create new patterns that better serve you. Now, I want to take this moment, as always, to acknowledge that when we talk about our personal power to change our social worlds in CMM, We're not dismissing the very real factor of systemic forces that are outside of our control or even the influence of other individuals in our social worlds that we can't change. After all, all our communication involves coordinating with others. Just as it is important in our reflection to recognize our own role in communication, it's equally important to note the role of factors outside of our control. If nothing else, This helps us to understand the patterns and the social worlds we find ourselves in. One of the incredible stewards of the CMM Institute, Merit, recently pointed out to me that three important methods for teaching are modeling, explicit reflection, and engaged experience. So seeing the conversation episodes is a form of modeling, demonstrating how to engage in meaningful conversation, how to show up authentically, giving permission to ask those deeper, more pointed questions, asking questions that 
unveil new perspectives. Then, using the mini-sodes as a form of reflection to put on our CMM-tinted glasses and try to better understand the conversation that we just heard and experienced and engaged in together. Then the last part of actually going out and doing it is up to you. As I've said many times already, we take communication and our communication skills for granted, thinking that good communication skills are something that we will just stumble across along the way. And maybe that's true. But what is also true is that you can intentionally build effective communication competence and skills by engaging with the many practices of CMM. I salute you for engaging with this really complex theory and for having the desire to improve your social worlds through communication. Thank you for joining me in this exploration of CMM. And join me again next week for another mini-sode, where we will learn about one of the CMM Institute's initiative, Cosmo Kids followed by a conversation episode with some teachers of Cosmo Kids who are just incredible and inspiring. I'm Abby, and this has been Stories Lived, Stories Told. I hope you join me again next week.